listening to Veg Your Best. There has never been a more important time to be vegan. At Veg Your Best, we're here to help you limit and eliminate the consumption of animal products without feeling deprived, overwhelmed, or unsupported, even if no one you know is vegan. My name is Michelle Olander. I'm a life coach, and I want to show you that living vegan is actually a superpower that's going to unlock your possibilities and give you the confidence to take on any new goal by doing it your way. If I could go vegan in my 50s with all my excuses, I know you can start moving in that direction too. Veg your best, and there's nothing you can't do. Episode 108, Magic Words for Vegans in Three Steps. Hi, my Veg Your Besties. Welcome back. Welcome back. Today's podcast, I've figured out, is actually carrying on from episode 103 a few weeks ago. I knew, I knew I had started this and hadn't finished it. So in episode 103, it was about going public as a vegan. And that episode, that episode got long. So if you haven't heard it, you might want to go back. But it, w- it was going long, so I just stuck with half of going public. Today, we're going to talk about um, my thoughts about what many of us deal with, some of that discomfort we have when we start to say out loud, I'm vegan and this isn't okay for me. Or I don't eat animals or animal products. And then we get some responses. Well, as I said, I plan to do this episode right after episode 103, but life took on a different twist. So if you've been here with me, you know that happens sometimes. And if you've been here a while, you may also know that I am continually, continually a student of languages. I am very interested in learning languages. And for some time now, I've been really noticing that when we are new vegans, just like when we're new at anything, but when we're new vegans, it can be a little like speaking or using an unfamiliar language. It's sometimes we ourselves are not fully sure of what we're asking for. And even when we are, even when we're pretty darn sure we clearly and specifically said no dairy, no fish, no beef stock, sometimes the responses we get can be such, just like as if we've spoken a foreign language and we're, we're not communicating in the same language. And we can start to feel very puzzled, annoyed, overwhelmed, shamed. There are a bunch of feelings when, when we think we've said something really clearly and then the response is not what we expect or not what we think is reasonable. It can range from exhausted. <laughs> Our feelings can ex- range from exhausted to dumbfounded. Or sometimes, hopefully, delighted, sometimes grateful or proud, depending on, depending on how we work out these, these scenarios. So 
coincidentally, those are all the same emotions I typically experience when I say something in French. And then the French speaker comes back at me with a lot of rapid fire syllables. So that's why I mean communication. Sometimes we feel like we're fluent and it's going along perfectly and we own this. And other times we're thinking, what just happened here? So back to episode 103, I talked about how with my clients, I sometimes help them come up with scripts because sometimes we can be very uncomfortable insisting on what it is we need or what we want or how how we should fix something. So sometimes we come up with prepared ways in advance of communicating for when we find ourselves in these certain new situations as a vegan and situations where it may actually feel like we're speaking in some sort of foreign tongue when we ask about what's available or what the ingredients are what or how something's prepared so this is this is today's this is today we're going to talk about how we ask for what we want as vegans or as plant-based eaters and what i call the magic words or the three-part process for asking for what we want. So, as you probably know, I mostly work with women, and especially women in midlife who may be thinking, how is it I'm supposed to go vegan now at this point in my life with my habits and my strategies and my lifestyle and my family and my job? How am I supposed to do this? Well, women of a certain age is kind of the old-fashioned way of describing it. And many of these women, like myself, many of us have been conditioned, have honed personas of being polite, of being accommodating, not complaining a lot, being flexible. And not only that, priding themselves on letting others' feelings count for more than our own, being proud that we really try to make everybody feel good and have everything go smoothly. And what's the easiest way for some of us to let everything go smoothly is to put up and shut up very often. That is certainly a strategy I learned along the way. And another way that this manifests is feeling that asking for something that's not clearly on the menu or asking for an accommodation to the food or especially at an event or a wedding or a family gathering, we often feel this as, "Mm, I'm being annoying or maybe I'm being bitchy. Maybe I'm being too demanding or maybe everyone thinks I'm kooky. (laughs) And for those of you who play along with the model, that think, feel, act cycle that we talk about in coaching, you may notice that when I describe this scenario, These are all thoughts. There is no fact of bitchy. There's no fact of demanding or kooky. Those are thoughts. Now remember, the thought model is that awareness tool we use that shows us, gives us some awareness of how, some clarity of how we're thinking, how we're feeling in any given situation. And it reminds us that our energy of thought, our energy of emotion really do impact the results we create. Now, very often, 
This happens all the time. It's been wedding season for at least 18 months now. So for weddings, uh, many of us will get the invitation and see, ah, at the reception, there's a choice of fish, beef, or chicken. Or sometimes chicken or vegetarian. And there's that card that you're supposed to check off and then return to the wedding party. And this is completely simple. If we want to take the facts out, there's a card with words. And the words on the card say, check off your choice of dinner. That's the fact. But our thoughts might be, oh, that is so annoying. They know I'm vegan. Or, of course, of course they don't have a vegan option. Look at that. Or, whatever, I guess I'll starve again at my fifth wedding of 2022. Or we might have a thought like, that is so rude. Vegetarian? Vegetarian, not vegan? All vegetarians can eat vegan, you know, but vegans can't eat dairy and eggs. That is so dumb. They're so dumb. (laughs) So these are just some printed words on a more or less elegant wedding invitation. And we can have a lot of thoughts. Some of those thoughts I just, I just mentioned, like, that's so rude. I guess I'll starve. That's so typical of them. They don't even care about me. And when we have those thoughts, those thoughts create emotions, feelings like, well, I guess you know how you feel when you think things like that. You feel annoyed or disrespected, isolated, picked on, judgmental unwelcome, a variety of miserable, negative feelings. And for many of us, when we're feeling that way, two options seem to open up in front of us when we're feeling that way. We either say something, we write or we text something kind of annoyed or passive aggressive or snarky or aggrieved. I guess I'm not welcome. I guess you don't really care if I eat. I guess you still refuse to acknowledge my choices here. How about I make this so much easier for you and don't come? Okay. Some of us, some of us start to see that as one possible path from those feelings. And we say that we understand, but it's coming from that feeling of being unappreciated or unwelcome or marginalized, or, or here's the path which most of my clients, and usually I would take, if I'm not managing my mind actively, I would just suck it up. Say nothing. Go or don't go, but wrap myself in my martyr's shroud. Yeah, I still have my martyr's shroud. Don't think I don't. But we think that we can either say what we want to say, confront them with an honest piece of our mind, or just bite our tongues. That is the either or that comes up when we're feeling pretty negative. Now, this is not just wedding invitations. It can be anywhere. It can be family Thanksgivings or restaurants or block parties, or work get-togethers, or vacations. A lot of my clients fall into that category of, I can either unload and confront them, or I can just muddle through. 
So for many of the women who work with me, this is the exact conundrum, this either or that leads to so much backsliding and giving up. Or as folks are sometimes want to say, falling off the wagon. And we don't want that, right? If you've come to a vegan path, a vegan lifestyle, even if you are not even if you are not uh, 100% or fully fully in that, that camp, we don't want you sliding back or falling off the wagon. For there are so many important reasons to stay as vegan as possible. And of course, it makes so much sense that if you are frequently in a situation where you feel your options are either to explode with resentment or bottle up your feelings, we start to think, yeah, these are our two choices. And I've thought the same thing on many occasions. It still pops up for me now and again. And yes, we blame the other people, the ones who don't get it, the ones who aren't honoring our very, very reasonable choice not to consume animals. But it can actually even get worse than blaming others. Because a lot of us have a very hard time letting this situation be well, be neutral. We have a hard time seeing this as a simple situation where on one hand, someone said or wrote or planned food one way. And on the other hand, I don't eat those things. That's kind of simple. This was the plan that you made, but I don't eat those things. One of the reasons we get so many negative feelings about it is because we feel that we've been put in a position where we either go along against our will or we have to be that that girl. We have to be a bitch about it. We have to make demands. And many of us are really uncomfortable with those thoughts. We don't want to be that girl. So we feel shame. We feel shame and embarrassment and resentment for being put in a situation where now we have to be demanding when it's someone's, well, someone's special day, like a wedding. Or we feel kind of embarrassed and alone that we're the only one that's got this problem. And when we are in these stories, when we're feeling these emotions, we are unlikely to do a great job at advocating for ourselves. We are unlikely from this mindset to find a solution or common ground or even to treat ourselves and our beliefs with real dignity. Because we're in that, in that mindset of they, whoever they is, they should get this. And if they don't, they're awful. <laughs> and if we say anything about it, I guess we're awful too. And these are the sorts of no-win, disempowered scenarios that really keep people from moving towards a plant-based or vegan lifestyle. And that's why this matters to me. It's not just this is an awkward scenario. It's, It's a scenario that keeps many, many people from moving in a plant-based or vegan direction more and more. Because a lot of us, especially women, have been taught to make 
other people's feelings more important than our own, just in the hopes of just keeping it moving along smoothly. It is not just me, but I may be the first person who's ever insisted or asked again or not dropped it. That's what we might think. Because so many of us have been taught to make other people's feelings more important than our own and just smooth things over. Be a good neighbor. Be a good citizen. Be a good human being. Just bite your tongue and drop it. Because for most of us, it's very uncomfortable to draw extra attention to ourselves, to our needs, to our requests. It risks it risks people speaking their judgments about us out loud, and it also highlights our own self-judgment. But when we don't, when you bite your tongue and fume or talk yourself out of what it is that you want, or worse, when you do eat the things you don't want to just to get along, not only do you lose your integrity with yourself, that feels awful, really awful, not only that, you don't take the action that could, that might, at least theoretically, create a solution. A solution that could happen maybe now, but might even more likely happen in the future. Because when you don't speak up, when you don't ask for what you want, others don't even realize that there is uh, a gap there, a gap between what they've made available, what they are doing, and what's needed. People don't know what they don't know. Even if you think you've given them a hint or told them before or reminded them about it, until they know, they don't know. And I can hear you. I can hear you. You're saying, oh, but they know, Michelle. They know. <laughs> Maybe. But not always, right? People People are clueless about things that are not at the top of their awareness. And you can't fix what you're unaware of. You can't see what you don't see. So yes, it may take a little bit of bravery to hold space and request another option. But the way I look at it, if there's a good possibility that I'm not even going to get my very reasonable option that I want, if I'm not even going to get my way, I would at least like to begin paving the way for others who will want the same thing, and they're coming. They're coming. If we drop it because we think, oh, it's pointless, they don't have anything, they don't care, then someone else is going to have to pick up this fight behind me. And it doesn't have to be a fight, but someone else is going to have to pick up this issue behind me. How about I be at least, at least drawing their awareness, showing them that they are not meeting our needs? If everyone just gave up asking for the vegan option or the plant-based option, there would not be that astonishing aisle of oat milks and soy milks and almond milks and pistachio and rice milks in the supermarket. Your choices have paved the way for others behind you. They have. Your choices will pave the way for others. 
and they will have an easier time of it. And that would be a good thing, right? Forcing yourself to fit into something that doesn't work for you. It just reinforces a belief that many of us have grown up with that our needs aren't really that important. That we're actually pretty lucky that we already have enough. And God forgive you, Michelle, asking for more than you already have. I've told you before, that is a very real tape that plays in my head. Now, if my child or my grandchild or my neighbor or friend wanted or needed something that they weren't getting, I would have zero trouble asking. I would have no difficulty advocating for them. But for me, awkward. That's so funny, right? Why? Not speaking up means you are avoiding the possibility that someone will say, "Uh, no, (laughs) definitely not. That's a no. We have no interest in accommodating you this in this situation. And that could happen. That could happen. But at the moment when you're thinking this, it's already the situation. You're already not getting what you want. So why do we want to struggle with this? Not only would you or I make that extra effort, make that extra request for a loved one, I want to offer People around you will benefit by you asking for what you want. People will benefit by you asking for what you want. Because businesses will get that data, that feedback, that there are customers who aren't being served and aren't spending their money at their establishments. And family and friends and wedding venues will see Oh, really? There's a difference between vegetarian and vegan? Oh, and gluten-free is not the same thing? Who knew? And they may start to think, oh, I bet we could do a better job than iceberg with no blue cheese and no bacon for those guests. Hmm. Well, maybe it doesn't happen this time. But next time, next time, nothing changes when no one asks. So I'm encouraging you, I'm encouraging you to ask for what you want in all aspects of your life. But as a vegan, I'm definitely asking you to consider helping all of us by asking for vegan options. People will see you. People will see it. People will learn from your requests. I'm telling you, people will be inspired by your requests People come up to me all the time and say, oh, how did you get that? (laughs) And I have to say, I asked for it. People will say, wow, look at her. (laughs) Look at him. Look at them. But we need to clean up our thoughts a bit. We don't, this is part of the the three steps of this. We don't want to jump straight into into a request from a place of sneering or hurt or resentful or outrage. We don't want to make our requests from an angry, emotional state. So that the fact is there are menu options. And we want to really clean that up. What is the fact here? We want to separate out the story of what's made us annoyed and the fact that there's no vegan option 
being offered. Because we want to choose more powerful thoughts when we're trying to ask for what we want. We don't want to be thinking, gosh, they're awful. They're so lazy. They're rude. They're dismissive. Look at them putting me in this horrible position. You know, we can choose some slightly different thoughts here. Like, so it's not my request that's the problem here. Or maybe something like, I bet there is a better choice possible here. Or how about a thought like, if I don't ask, they won't know that they're actually making a mistake. What other powerful thoughts could you have? If I don't ask, I can't complain. Maybe it was just a simple oversight. Maybe this employee just hasn't been trained or doesn't know. Maybe there's actually a vegan menu there somewhere on request. And can I say, vegan menu, that has happened to me at least twice. At least at least twice I have looked at a menu and all but given up and then someone a manager or a waitress said, "Can I help you?" and I mumble something like, uh, "Being uh, vegan," uh, only to be handed a specifically vegan menu. This happened I know it happened in Toulouse in France. I know it happened in Florida at the Avocado Grill. It's happened. It doesn't happen all the time. No, I agree. But when you don't show up for it, actually it never happens. Right? So with a couple more powerful thoughts about not being presented with the vegan options you want, with those more powerful thoughts, then our feelings can soften up a little bit. Not to like, oh, I love this. This is delightful. But to something like, hmm, curiosity or willingness, or openness to show up as an ethical vegan and see what else we could do here. Or maybe the feeling is experimental, like, let's try this. Or maybe it's a feeling of confidence or pride. Pride that you are someone who's making choices, vegan choices, that you're very proud of. And you know you are not the only one. So when you're thinking those more powerful thoughts, when you're feeling more powerful emotions, then your actions become so much more powerful. And then the third part of it, you make a simple request. You help others learn there is a market for vegan options. You will help people see that vegans are here. And they are powerful and they are asking for reasonable things. I'm telling you, people around you will benefit by you asking for what you want. Those same people, my family, who I did not want to embarrass or put out or distract from, they may want, they may actually need someone to model this kind of confidence for them. If you're a woman, and if you are on paper a woman with many blessings, you may find yourself sometimes thinking that you've had your share and it's up to you now to sit down and shut up. And I have been there. But there are all sorts of thoughts that I try to help my clients find that speak to them, that resonate for them. It's not the same for everyone, but maybe you try and let me know what works for you. 
because I say things like, well, you know, I'm asking for something. I think I'm, I'm asking for something reasonable. I'm not the problem here. And I think things like asking for a vegan option is actually good for vegans. I'm helping new vegans who are just beginning to lean into this or who are just learning. It's fine. A good business is going to want to try and accommodate me. That's one uh, my husband has uh, prompted me with when I've been a little bit frustrated. As a businessman himself, he'd say, no, a good business is going to want to know. So you tell them. Uh, Other thoughts are like, my choices are as important as everyone else's here. I'm just advocating positively for veganism in this situation. And sometimes it's just kind of a, a simple affirmation, I matter and my choices matter. Most of us can find one of those that speak to them in some way. We want to think whatever thoughts that you're going to need to be thinking to create the feelings you want while taking the action of asking for what you want. And I think I said this in episode 103. Please do try to assume that there's no malevolent intent. Even when people are not helpful and not polite, it's much more often ignorance than any kind of cruelty or unkindness. And I suggest that you breathe too. <laughs> I, I suggest before making your request a few breaths. And now you have separated the facts from your story. And now you're thinking more powerful thoughts. And now you think, what will I say? And I'm sorry to admit here that if you're like me, you will be tempted. You'll be tempted to apologize first. Sorry, sorry, hate to bother you. Yeah, LOL, I'm the annoying vegan here, but, and I do that, I do that. And there's, as I tell myself, nothing to apologize for. But sometimes it helps some of us to power through the awkwardness we feel about asking for something that doesn't seem to be there. But you say it any way you want, any way you want. But here's my advice. The fewer words, the better. No complaint and no long explanation. Assume that they're going to be helpful and show up from a place of clarity. And I think this is quite simply the most powerful way to handle any awkward situation where you're not getting what you want. So the three parts again. One, separate the facts from the story and the emotions around that story. Two, create a more powerful emotional state. And then three, make your request simply and clearly. For example, this is the problem, and the solution I request is X. Would you please help me? Simple clarity. Assume that they can help you. Very few words. Now, not all the reasons that you're right and they're wrong. Not all the reasons that you've been so helpful and and accommodating all along and they have not been. Something simple. Hi, I have a problem. There's no vegan option listed. I would like to ask for a vegan dinner. And if they say no, well, it happens. And it happens for really annoying reasons that you think are absurd. And it also happens for 
understandable reasons where people didn't know and weren't prepared and don't understand. But remember, don't ask, don't get. (laughs) This is a powerful skill. It feels awkward. And most people, honestly, do a terrible job of it. But this is a skill I think you want to have. When I was learning French as an adult, I remember reading this magic, what they called the magic phrase in France. Excusez-moi de vous déranger, j'ai un problème. Excuse me for bothering you, but I have a problem. So this may be a little archaic now, but in the 80s and 90s, when I was trying to learn French as an adult, I heard that if you find yourself in Paris and you are up against a very impatient and dismissive Parisian or shop clerk or hotel manager, you say, Bonjour, madame. Bonjour, monsieur. Excusez-moi de vous déranger. J'ai un problème. And with these words, you are able to signal to the person that you're speaking to that you are a person with sufficient good manners as a visitor to France that they should at least listen to you. (laughs) And by saying that you have a problem, you are also recognizing that they are in a position to possibly help you. And it's hard for them to completely dismiss someone who's come at them with the words, excusez-moi de vous déranger, j'ai un problème. I have done this many, many times. And it usually works. Well, I, I would say it's always worked to some extent. And it usually works to get that francophone you're asking for help to at least take some grudging interest in your predicament. And I think that this is sort of a, a cor- not corollary. It, that a corollary is not the right word. It's kind of a, it's kind of a parallel for when you are minding your own business, just going around being vegan, and there's a problem with you getting what you want, whether with your family or at an event or at a restaurant, and you may be feeling aggrieved or disappointed, exasperated or judgy. Been there, been there. But I want to suggest that you think about trying some magic words of your own. And of course, you will find any incantation that you feel comfortable with, some trial and error. But the first step, as I said before, separate the facts from the story that you will inevitably have. Create a more powerful emotional state, more positive, powerful thoughts, and then make your request the facts. Maybe this is available and this is not vegan. Doesn't matter that they always do this. Doesn't matter. It's so typical of them and they're willfully ignorant. You already reminded of them. No, no. Just the facts. This is what I'm being offered and it's not vegan. Two, create a more powerful emotional state. You don't want to be conjuring your magic words while feeling angry, dejected, sorry for yourself, contemptuous. I mean, that could, that could be dangerous. Ask me how I know. A more powerful emotional state might be curious, brave, calm, optimistic. For me, I almost always try curious when I'm finding myself bent out of shape. I wonder, hmm, maybe I could figure this out. (laughs) So we separate the facts from the story. We create a more powerful emotional state. And then three, those magic words 
as few and as simple as possible. I have a problem. I'm vegan, but this is not vegan. Could you help me? I'm vegan, but I don't see a vegan choice here. Can you help me? Does it always work? Of course not. But silence and short sentences are, I've found, the most powerful way of speaking and getting others to help you figure it out. And let's assume, let's assume that most people actually do prefer to help you out, okay? Let's assume that if they aren't helping, it's because they've never run into it and have no idea why anyone would even ask for that. Or they assume that vegan is the same thing as gluten-free or vegetarian. And here's your chance. Here's your chance as a vegan to show up powerfully. And at the very, very least, you show the world that we're coming and we want our vegetables. You know, in my book, clarity trumps outrage when we are trying to change the world. Strategy. But please, do not just jump to the third part of the simple request if you are simmering with rage or shaking with embarrassment. Take those few seconds at least to summon up that more positive and powerful mindset as if you're modeling to a small child how to ask for help or a young woman how to advocate for herself in a new job. Curiosity, optimism, solution-focused energy before you make that request because it invests your words with that same kind of energy. And even when this doesn't work, or you still get something that isn't at all acceptable, you have done something important. You've demonstrated to the world and to yourself that you're either winning by getting what you wanted, or you're winning by standing firmly for what it is you do want. And I think that is magic. Yes, I can hear a couple of you muttering, good for you, Michelle, but you don't get the people I am dealing with here. <laughs> oh, or, for goodness sake, why should I be the controlled and helpful one? They're the ones being horrible. And I hear you. I hear you. I have been you. Sometimes I still am you. <laughs> but it just, it just doesn't work that well for me. And if it did, if it does, keep at it. Go ahead. But I see, for myself, much better results when I try these three steps. And the three steps I recommend to my clients, remember, what are they? Separate the fact from the story. Two, create a much more powerful emotional state. And then three, make your request simple. Most times when I end up with a less satisfactory situation, it's because I got caught up in my story of why they are doing it wrong and I'm being treated shabbily and then making the problem too complicated for the other person to easily help me with. And if you are in a vegan paradise where this is never an issue for you, this is still a very good process for asking for what you do want anytime you are feeling particularly negative and put out. Help them help you. Help them help you by being as clear and positive as you can be. 
let me know what you think about the magic words. You know, I will put the French magic words that I learned oh, years ago, years ago. Excusez-moi de vous déranger, mais j'ai un problème. I learned those from a very formidable woman, author, journalist, and culture consultant, Polly Platt. I'll put her, she's no longer with us, but I'll put her links in the show notes. Her books are still available, and they are very much a lot of fun for Francophiles. Okay. Can we see how this got long? That's why I didn't put this part in episode 103. Veg your best, all of you, everyone. Words count. So make them count this week in service of you and of your needs and of at least making this world a tiny bit more vegan friendly. If you know that you could always make the world a little more vegan, then not getting what you want is not going to feel quite as bad. At least I think so. So remember, first, they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. Then they fight you. Then you win. Don't worry. It's inevitable what we're doing here. Talk to you next week. Until then, veg your best. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So, until next week, make it easy and veg your best.